0: Sometimes the millennial generation gets a bad rap. A quick Google search will return immediate results stereotyping this group as lazy, selfish, self-centered, entitled, arrogant, obsessed with social media, and on and on. We may all know a millennial or two who deserves those descriptors, of course, but results further down the page cast this generation in an entirely different light. This generation is also described as passionate, as risk-takers, mission-minded, seeking work-life integration and being globally motivated. These young adults, the oldest of which are in their early 30s, have grown up entirely in the digital age, so their lives, well, they've been well-documented online and are easier for us to dissect and criticize. But regardless of what you think about millennials, the fact of the matter is that shortly, they will dominate the American workforce and all of us would benefit greatly from understanding what motivates them. In 2015, the U.S. Census Bureau released some statistics indicating that millennials, defined by them as those aged 18 to 34, again, this was in 2015, that millennials represented 75.4 million Americans, thus surpassing baby boomers to become the largest generation in the United States. That's significant. And the reality is that employers aren't going to be able to motivate, inspire, or engage this generation in the same way that they have for generations past. So, how do we do things differently? How do we leverage what we know about strengths to get the best out of these millennials? Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, implementation, and practice of StrengthsFinder. Today in the show, we're talking about the three things that you need to know regarding the millennial generation and how StrengthsFinder is one tool you can use to empower and connect to this massively exploding workforce. My name is Nathan Freeberg. Keep listening. Okay, so at the end of 2014, during our annual end-of-year summit, Leadership Vision did some business planning. We looked at the things that we wanted to focus on for the next few years, and among them was an intentional effort to develop the next generation of leaders. Since then, we have hired two millennials, Steph and Logan, as well as created an apprentice program. Now, Steph and Logan, in their millennial expertise, have found a natural audience with college seniors and recent college grads. Part of their role involves helping fellow Millennials define the most important values they will carry with them into their fledgling corporate experiences, as well as live generatively in their strengths in these new careers. Today on the show, you get to hear a conversation I had with Steph Walland, our Client Relations and Operations Coordinator here at Leadership Vision. Now, I've known Steph for several years, and I wanted her to share some insights into her generation. We'll expand on these in greater detail, but the three things that you need to know about the Millennial generation... Is that they want to feel known, they want to do something that matters, and they want their leaders to invest in them personally and professionally. So let's pick up on that first point about what it means to feel known. Everybody wants to feel known, right? Of course. I know I do. But I think millennials in particular want to be known for what makes them uniquely them, not just a particular set of skills they bring to the job. It's about acceptance and self-expression as much as it is about others being aware of what makes them tick. Steph and I talked a lot about how StrengthsFinder is a pretty amazing tool when it comes to helping people feel known within a team and in an organization.
1: There's just a piece of human nature that people want to feel known. um, But I would say that my generation specifically just has this desire to want to be uniquely understood for who they are. They want to be able to dress however they want to, to go to work. They want to be able to do their hair however they want to, have it a different color. They want to stand out um, in some way. Right. They want to express themselves. And I think that our culture has provided many ways for people to do that, whether that is through like clothing, dress, or mm-hmm. hairstyle, things like that.
0: Social media. Social I mean, media. Like,
1: yeah. yeah. Um But I think that StrengthsFinder provides a unique way um, for millennials to have words that help them express who they are and how they think um, and how they function, and to see that as a positive thing. Um, I believe like discipline is good. No, right. Yeah. It can be. It can be good to have that structure. I um,
0: structure, and that's okay.
1: Right which is funny cuz the most common strength for millennials actually is adaptability which is my number 32 so that's, it's not it's not high up there.
0: That's amazing I didn't
1: realize <laughs> that. So StrengthsFinder finder um, provides a unique language that millennials are able to take these five words um and use them to help explain who they are and how they function. Mm -hmm. And um, when you first take strengths finder, you get a paragraph description of each strength that is helpful and kind of understanding the very basics of um, what is achiever, what is strategic. Um, But what I would say that we do at leadership vision, that's more unique than that even is to look at the talent level of strengths and um, look at the various behaviors that make up a strength and, As millennials are able to take that language, they suddenly have all of these resources, all of these sentences, these paragraphs, these ways of describing how they think and how they function. They're able to not only describe who they are to other people and help other people understand how they function, but I think that it gives um, them a sense of empowerment in knowing and having words to how they function themselves and better understanding who they are as an individual.
0: Yeah. Well, not only does it, you know, what is it? One in 33 million, you know, your unique strengths finder profile. Yep. But then when you even look at, like you said, the talent level of, yeah, uh, like, I don't even know what those, that math comes out to. Like it's so unique of, you know, let's say we just happen to have the same five strengths. Well, we're going to use them differently. Right. And so to feel known and to, to be able to, speak to someone like well your discipline looks different than my discipline mm-hmm. which i don't have just, <laughs> <running out. laughs> i do in some areas um but but even that so that's interesting in comparison too to think about you know i consider myself a pretty disciplined person mm-hmm. um i'm a runner but compared to you uh, who has the actual strength of discipline and is just like living breathing structure at all structure. times structure, and to know that about you i imagine helps you feel pretty known and for, right. and for you to know that i look at it as like a like a huge asset for our team. Well, maybe i do you feel known to the stuff? Like, does that,
1: yeah, yeah, knowing absolutely. that our team
0: knows that about you and, and other things.
1: Absolutely. And I'd hope that, um, the way that I communicate with people on our team and, um, mm-hmm. how I think that kind of how we all communicate with each other shows that we really take, um, this to heart that we use strengths as a way to get to know one another. Um, even as we were prepping for this conversation, I loved that I could just kind of drop one idea and your ideation could take it and your maximizer (laughs) and make it that much better. And, um, I hope that in small moments like that, like that makes you feel known. And I think that it's, that's a piece of our culture at leadership vision that we've really built in Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel fortunate that as a millennial, I feel like I found a workplace where I do feel known. um, And I just, I know that they're, that the people in my generation are seeking that.
0: The second thing you need to know about the millennial generation is that they want to do something that matters. Now, of course, none of us want to waste our lives doing irrelevant work. But for millennials, it is especially important to them that they are able to spend their working hours doing something for the greater good. The companies they work for need to be involved in doing something bigger than just pushing the corporate agenda. Now, of course, they don't all need to be working for Compassion International or Tom's Shoes, but they are less motivated by financial rewards. Demonstrating an organizational purpose that's about more than the bottom line will engage these millennials in ways not seen in other generations. Here's Steph and I again discussing this.
1: I will be fascinated in 10 years to see the Mm. statistics of how many millennials have started a company of their own instead of um, trying to work their way up the ranks of a large company. Um, I think that there are a lot of millennials that um, they're not willing to buy into someone else's um, Mm. vision for what their company is. Um, Instead, they, they take what their dream is and they think that they may know the best way for it to benefit people or, um, for them to make a difference in the world. And so a lot of millennials are just starting their own businesses mm-hmm. to do just that. Um, which is not, I mean, that's not a bad thing, but. No, well, it seems
0: like it's becoming more, uh, focused, like many more smaller businesses, like catering to more specific right. passions. Right. Right.
1: right. Um, but I mean, there is something to say about if every single company in <laughs> downtown Minneapolis folds because every millennial has started yeah. their own company, like that, that will be well, a problem. Well,
0: and millennials are disrupting some of those big companies, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some of the fast food giants, some of the large beverage industries, because they don't want to just subscribe to same old, same old, right? Right,
1: right. And so, um, Our hope is, and what we've seen as millennials are starting to feel known, um, that gives them a better platform to know what companies they want to invest in or be a part of that are doing something that matters. I would argue that it would be difficult to know what you want to do or how you want to make a difference in the world or what you want the, I guess, purpose of your life to be, as maybe some millennials would say, um, if you don't really understand yourself or yeah, totally. know what it is that you're good at. And, um, but like we've said, there are other, other ways of figuring out what it is that you're good at. We, <laughs> I personally think that strengths is the best way, but right. I do have competition, <laughs> um, So I think... So we win that one? Yes, yes. Or you win? Hands Well, yeah. (laughs) So I think that um, strengths provides um, a foundation for millennials to feel known and have a way to communicate Hmm. who they are. um, And it's through that knowledge and that deeper understanding of how they think and how they function that they're able to then plug into companies that align with how they think and how they function.
0: So I think that's the big takeaway in the second one is that StrengthsFinder will reveal more of like, how do I plug in? How do I engage in ways that that truly do matter? Right. Um, What
1: unique skill set can I even bring to the table? I think that millennials and younger generations are just kind of lacking that um, verbiage. They're lacking the words and how to describe that.
0: Finally, Millennials want a coach. They want someone who is not only pouring into their professional lives, but also investing into them as people. 87% of Millennials say that some form of personal leadership development is a significant factor in their job satisfaction. Logan, our other Millennial on the team, wrote in a recent post that "...lack of leadership development is the single greatest indicator of employee disengagement and contributes to two-thirds of Millennials who plan to work elsewhere within three years." Now, that's pretty profound. And I asked Steph specifically about this and whether or not she wanted or needed a coach in her professional life. More specifically, if Leadership Vision was a place that provided that to her as a millennial. What's cool about the work that we do with strengths is that there is something inherent in it that almost forces us into informal, or possibly formal, coaching and professional development situations among our team. Having this common language by which we can constantly be challenged to use what we're best at is, in some ways, the best form of coaching out there.
1: The structure of Leadership Vision um, is conducive to this type of ongoing coaching. I have um, weekly meetings with Sarah, who I report to, Mm. and I have monthly meetings with Carrie, who is our COO, and I personally appreciate that i don't just have like a one-time annual review with brian our president and i don't just have a one-time annual review with sarah but instead i'm constantly having conversation about like something that you and carrie had just done a um, facebook live event on and like how am i being a good team member i can ask those questions anytime i meet with um sarah or carrie and um there's constantly kind of feedback back and forth of what went well with that client and what how can we improve like specifically related to um, how could like I do things differently or better or what did I do well that I can build into my structures right, moving forward. Right. So I think that at Leadership Vision, Brian has very intentionally set up the company in a way that we have this ongoing coaching. Stepping into it, I just kind of fell into that rhythm. I'm not sure I would have been able to say it was something that I was seeking because it's something that's been a part of the structure right. here. So I've just come to appreciate it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's great about just StrengthsFinder in general is that when you have these areas that describe what someone's really good at, you can then start to create, I don't know if the right word is an action plan, but set some specific benchmarks about like right. how are you improving in those things. Yep. So like you talk about discipline, you know, if you want your discipline to become more disciplined or healthier <laughs> right. or whatever that right. looks like, you can say, okay, so we know there's all these behaviors attached to it. There's, you know, you just define and describe how it looks for you. And if we want, we can set up pretty elaborate plan around that and around each of your Mm -hmm. strengths. If we want to connect that with any sort of business goals or, you know, company objectives we want to. And so it, there's something about it, the language and just what StrengthsFinder is, as you said, that's just kind of built into this whole, whole process. So yeah, um, you were a coach. Are you still coaching sports? I'm like coaching track, track, yes. Track now. Okay. No longer
1: coaching volleyball.
0: No longer coaching volleyball. Yes. But you had a post, not well, I guess at this point, it's been a while, where you talked about um, taking all of your volleyball girls through the process of StrengthsFinder. Yeah. How were you able to use StrengthsFinder in that situation to coach uh, those players in ways that were helpful and unique to each of them?
1: As a way of building ongoing coaching into my role as a volleyball coach... I tried to have my conversations with the girls as I was um, working with them day to day. I tried to have those conversations be strengths-based hmm. instead of meeting with them just at the beginning of the season, at the middle and at the end, and not talking about strengths at all in between. Right. I tried to continue to remind myself of their strengths during practice. So they may not have known that it was a strengths-based <laughs> conversation that was happening. But You didn't make
0: them wear strengths t-shirts or something?
1: I, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> Name tag? Right him maybe. on the back,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but as I would talk to our outside hitter, who I knew had responsibility, um, and she had just had maybe a bad hit or it had gone into the net a couple of times, mm-hmm. I was able to talk to her knowing that her responsibility was probably feeling really heavy about the mm-hmm. fact that those couple of balls hadn't gone over the net or. When I was talking to our setter, I, I knew yeah. that she had a ranger. And so for me to tell her to place the ball um, at a certain spot on the other side of the court or to set up a player very specifically in a very specific way, I knew that she had that kind of bird's eye view to be able to look at the court and understand what I was saying. And so I, I think that that was one way that I tried to continually coach the girls in strengths alongside just coaching them as a volleyball yeah, coach. Yeah.
0: You know, we try not to overuse sports metaphors and analogies. They're so good because you can see exactly what's going on Mm -hmm. in, you know, in this case on the on the court or floor or whatever. If that were a company or a business, you could make those same connections with you know, the outside what'd you call her? Outside hitter. Outside hitter. Outside outside hitter, (laughs) hitter, you know, as she is making sales calls or Mm -hmm. like whatever, you can still you can still make those same connections. Right. And when you know those things about them, you can help to coach them and kind of play to their strengths in a way right. that you can't without that information. Right. I also wonder too, because you have individualization, mm-hmm. if you are also a little bit more uniquely gifted at seeing some of those things that other people can't have you. Well, do you think that that's the case? I mean, how have you seen your individualization pop up in that role of a coach now in a couple different uh, places?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny as I was talking to uh, Brian, our president about preparing for this conversation and talking about millennials I said I almost feel like my perspectives are um kind of like tinted be- hmm. like skewed because- a little skewed, bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> my perspectives are almost skewed because I have individualization Right. because like I want to feel known because of that strength or I want to do something that matters or has a purpose yeah. um I would say partly because of that strength but um I think that it maybe is just that much more enhanced mm-hmm. because I'm a millennial and I have individualization um, but Just I think more aware of it is what, right, what it is. It's, right. Yeah. But I think that as a coach, I, um, always leaned into that strength. Mm. I wanted to know like what it was about the girls that, um, like what was the specific thing that would make them work harder or cheer them up if they were down. I wanted to know like about their lives outside of volleyball or outside of track to mm. be able to relate to them in a different way. Um, and I think that, I mean, going back to the first point, I think that using StrengthsFinder with this volleyball team helped them feel known. And then as a coach, I was able to provide that point number three, ongoing coaching throughout the season um, to help them understand themselves even more. And I think our my hope is that just those brief conversations and that brief amount of time that I spent with them talking about their strengths will help them as they step into college and right. into the business world that they're able to have this language and this foundation of understanding that they maybe wouldn't have had otherwise. Right.
0: One of your points here as I'm looking at some other notes is you wrote no matter how young giving someone words that help them describe how they function it makes them feel empowered. Yeah. And I think it's so true cuz these were what 14 14 to 18 14 to eight, 18 yeah. year olds. Um, I wasn't much older than that when I took this for the first time but You know, if you can change someone's trajectory, even by a couple degrees when they're that young, adjust to just, you know, a couple degrees towards that self-knowledge and self-awareness, then, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, they're much farther along that journey than someone who doesn't have that knowledge. Millennials, by some estimates, account for almost 40% of the workforce in the United States. Their characteristics and values, good or bad, will continue shaping the workplace as their influence grows when older generations retire and move on. How you prepare to embrace their role in your organization will define your corporate culture for years. How you choose to help them feel known, to empower them to do work that has lasting impact, and to invest in their development will not only create a more engaged workforce, but ultimately help create a better company and a better world. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks again to Steph for her insight on using StrengthsFinder to shape the next generation of leaders. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening.